have kids, they said. It will be fun, they said. Who the heck are they anyway? As moms, we sacrifice a lot for our families, our time, our health, our wallets, our identity, friendships, personal care, and of course, our beloved sleep. Motherhood is a crazy ride, one that is not meant to be braved alone. It takes a village, right? Well, your village is here. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer, and every week I'll be diving into the gray areas of motherhood with some very special guests. This is not the highlight reel, but the real deal. So reheat that cup of coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready for the reminder that you've got this, mama. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You're listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast, and I am super excited for our guest today. I would like to welcome Ellie Weinstein to the show. Hey. Hey, thank you for having me. Super excited about this. So excited too. We haven't actually had a dad on the show before. So this is sort of a a new thing for us. And I love it because it's a new year, new energy, everything is new. So welcome to the show. So Ellie is a social work therapist who has worked in a psych hospital, intense outpatient clinic, and currently works in a community clinic in Queens. He used or used to work in New York and the West Coast uh, youth organization for over seven years. He created Elevation to fill a need to help those struggling and add extra inspiration and motivation into everyday life. He has gone through his own struggles with anxiety, ADHD, and men's issues, being a new dad, body image issues, relationships, and general self-esteem confidence. His main goal is to help people on their journey to add support, care, empathy, expertise, and insight. I love it. And I've been following you now for a while. And I really, I just have to give you a shout out for how real you are and how raw you are. I think it's, it's so important because in this day and age where, you know, we're kind of separated, (laughs) you know, men and women, moms and dads, I love that I'm starting to see that, that gap be bridged where, you know, dads like yourself are talking about the real journey. It's not just dad goes to work and wears a suit and mom stays home and takes care of the kids. So I I really think it's important that we, you know, step outside of these roles and talk about what's really going on. So the fact that you're a mental health therapist and expert is so awesome. So I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Welcome. Tell me a bit about yourself, not the bio version, the real version. What's your story? When you hear the bio version, it sounds so sterile and like so perfectly like made. So I'm a therapist out in New York and, you know, I love what I do. I work with so many different types of people on a day-to-day basis and been married for over five years, have a one and a half year old baby who is just keep me on my toes and is the yummiest thing I've ever experienced in my life and the scariest thing at the same time. So it's funny how those two things go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And when I became a dad, I actually had my first panic attack. And that kind of launched me into this concept of sharing more as a father and as a parent with, of course, talking to my wife about the things that she would like me to share and all those things and the platform that I have to really bring parenting more into a human real thing than it being an idea of perfection and amazingness and, and unicorns and daisies when it really isn't. It's really hard, but also really amazing at the same time. So that's just a little bit about me. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's so true. You know, the more I find, so for example, when I post something on social media, I find the posts that get the most attention are the ones where I'm just super real. 
not the yes. highlight reel. Yeah, exactly. I think when it's like perfection, and even if you see even celebrities or, or, or people who have millions of followers, you see that, that yes, they get so many likes on everything that they post because of their status. But to me, the impact is when someone actually talks about realness, no matter who they are, where they're from, whatever it is. And I love finding those little things of someone talking about, yeah, being a parent is hard, or, you know, I struggle with X, Y, and Z, or, you know, I didn't want to get out of bed today. And even though on the outside, it looks like they have all their stuff together, but when they share a little insight into themselves, it's perfect. It's great. It makes me feel more human. And that's exactly. what I think we all need. Yeah. To not feel alone. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I love, it was Oprah once said that no one person is alone on their journey. Every single emotion, every single feeling, every single experience, other people have experienced it, felt it, been through it. Right. So we're never alone. And I think often, especially in times like these during a global situation, you know, we, we feel so alone and it's, it's powerful. And we look for mentors and leaders and, you know, people to follow on Instagram that are real so that we know, and are, that's confirmed that we are actually not alone, that we all yeah. deal with it. And I think I've been talking to a lot of parents recently about the concept of, let's say this pandemic and how we're so focused on, on the negativity and which is so valid and real because it is really hard. And it is something that we probably will hopefully never experience again. And we have never experienced before in our lifetime. Uh, my grandfather's parents, my step-grandfather's parents experienced 1918 Spanish flu. Yeah. Like that's how removed it is. Like we don't even know what that is. So yeah. for us to make it human and real right now is so important and to validate the negativity and also to promote the positivity. That's why I love when John Krasinski came out with that YouTube series, like some good news. And he was like telling all these warm, fuzzy stories about what actually some positive things going on made me feel more hopeful. And even for me, I would not be able to connect with my daughter as much time as I've had ever yeah. before because I would be in work. I would yeah. be, I wouldn't be around. I saw her walk for the first time and crawl and say all these fun, cute words and, and all the facial, funny, weird expressions she's doing and acting out. So there are positives, but the negatives are just as real and just as uh, something that we need to talk about um, more and more. Absolutely. So tell me a bit about your work and who you support and you know what, what does a day in the life look like for you? Well, I, uh, depending on the day, depending on what time my baby wakes up, you know, that, that depends and impacts my mood, you know, whether it's four o'clock in the morning or, <laughs> or, or uh, sometimes seven to eight if we're lucky. But it's really about um, who's on my schedule as a therapist. You know, I, it changes each person each week. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I love being a therapist is because it's not monotonous. It's not the same day in, day out. Even the same person who I've been working with for over two years is different each week because that's life throws different things as it comes. And sometimes it's really hard and it's really a struggle to be a therapist because you have to take on so many other people's things. But at the same time, when you have those moments of clarity, helping someone else, I think this week or the past week since election and the, the months have been going on since then, the concept of just being there to listen is something I get thanked for a lot. Like, thank you for just listening. And that doesn't take a special human being. It's a lot to handle, but at the same time, anyone can be there to listen. So it's really the small things that make a big difference in the day-to-day -day of being a therapist. Amazing. Yeah, that's so true. Listening is a skill that can 
can be developed, right? It's something that we just need to practice because we live in a noisy world. Mm -hmm. It's hard to hear. It's hard to truly listen when there's so much noise surrounding us. You know, there's social media and television and mainstream media and this is happening and that is happening and newsflash. And it's, we live in such a busy, and I don't mean busy literally, but like mentally busy time. And I, I think it's really important to just sort of quiet slow down and truly listen. I think that's really beautiful. And I think, you know, the weird part is for me personally, I think a lot of people feel this way as well, is that usually when before Corona, um, my job was separate from my life. I would go to the office and I wouldn't be doing errands, watching my baby, cooking lunch, dinner, all these things. Not that I didn't help when I got home, but it just means that now all my roles are mixed matched and kind of squished together in one day. So sometimes I get flustered and it is a frustrating thing that I want to kind of promote for a lot of parents out there that we, the roles are all mixed and matched. It's very hard sometimes to keep track of where your head is at and what you're doing. So to take that moment to kind of breathe and get your head straight or to focus on what you have to do right now, because in the next five minutes, you might be helping your kid go to take a nap or feeding or helping your spouse or taking your kid to this or picking them up from that or doing this, that, and the other thing it's really important to kind of take the time for ourselves, even if it's five, 10 minutes, just to center and relax and focus, I think is something that I've known for myself as a struggle. And I think a lot of people are feeling that as well right now as parents. Absolutely. And, you know, myself included, I find, you know, especially during the lockdowns and the quarantines and, you know, it, it's fluctuating now, sometimes, you know, it's okay. And the kids are at, my kids are school age, so they're all in school. And, you know, my husband's back at, at work, so he's not here. So, you know, currently I'm here all by myself, but a couple of weeks ago, that was not the case. All the kids were home. <laughs> he was working from home. You know, we've got tons of animals and things to take care of. So yeah, it's, it's tricky because everything sort of melds together and becomes one. So I think it's about finding not a new normal, but finding routines and pivoting and adjusting to what works for you and your family, but also giving yourself grace in the moment, understanding that, you know, we are all going through the same thing, essentially different, different variations of the same thing. And it's okay. This isn't normal. This will never be normal. I love, right? I love, I love the word you use. Pivoting is such a key word because it doesn't mean that you're avoiding and not dealing with it. It means you're readjusting and moving away for a minute to get back to it in a second. You know, I know most people think of pivot as like the friends episode of trying to get yeah. the couch up and yelling pivot, but at sometimes you have to be able to readjust and move with the flow so that you can stay mentally stable and mentally sane to handle what life throws you. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to get to it and you need to be okay with putting it some things aside because of priority and pivoting yes. just a little bit, taking a step over, step left, right, up, back, whatever it is, put it down somewhere, write down a note for yourself and get back to it. But don't beat yourself about not doing it when it quote unquote should or needs to be done because that's changing and we need to kind of pivot with the times and, and go with it. I love that word. Absolutely. It's funny you say that I'm not a therapist, obviously. I'm, I'm a coach though. And I work with a lot of, I do a lot of client work. And one thing that we always, I start with is this, something I've coined situational triage. So it's like in a medical situation, a triage, you, you go in and they examine the situation and they see how imperative it is to deal with in that moment. 
and then they go on to see who who needs to help and you know how can you make yourself more comfortable so those are the three questions i always ask my clients when they're feeling overwhelmed or struggling with the situation i say okay is this life or death how imperative is it that this gets done right this very second exactly. the answer is almost always no. no it's not and then the second question is okay, so where can you get intervention? Who do you need in a medical situation? Like, do you need a surgeon? Do you, Cause it's not, it's not going to be one person always that can help you. So where do you need support? You know, is it somebody, is it help with the kids? Is it, you know, a meal being prepared, ordering food? Like what, where is it? Right. And this can apply to any situation in business and life and family and parenting, whatever that is. And then the third question is, you know, how can you being like me, how can I make myself more comfortable in this moment? And that's that centering piece, right? That's like coming back to the center and understanding, being self-aware enough to go, okay, what I need right now is a deep breath. <laughs> what I need right now is a glass of water because it's often that simple, right? We're, yeah. we're flustered and we're overwhelmed because we're taking it on like it's a life or death situation. We're not asking for help and support from the people that we need help and support from. And then we're not doing things to make ourselves more comfortable in those moments we're just freaking out right all the time yeah so yeah i love that you brought those three questions are really powerful and i think i just want to promote something for a second i love that you said that you know i'm not a therapist i'm a, I'm a coach i think that all wellness journeys and all wellness mental health working towards a journey of stability and whatever you're doing is so important you know i know i have some colleagues in probably the world of therapy who bash coaching and I want to just, for the record, say, I think if anyone's getting help and they find someone who is not abusing them or using them for money, but is truly helping them and cares about them, that's beautiful. That needs to be promoted because we all need help. Sometimes it might be more, quote unquote, official in a therapist's office. Sometimes it's more life coaching, business coaching. Sometimes it's more whatever letters and numbers after someone's name. It really is beautiful to find a journey that helps you. And I, I want to just officially promote that. The idea of wellness is beautiful no matter where it comes from, as long as it's done with a good, productive, positive perspective and not harmful. And I think, you know, the three questions you asked, one of the reasons we get so frazzled and stressed is because our brain perceives something as danger. Right? It perceives that there's a bear in the room when there's really no bear and you're not in the forest. So what's going on? It's because your brain is interpreting or perceiving whatever's happening as, you know, danger, danger, Will Robinson, and we need to go into hyper-protective mode. And then we just need a glass of water, maybe a glass of wine or something kind of just to relax for a second, um, just to get perspective and kind of center to see, am I truly in danger? Am I truly really, is this imperative right now? Do I need to do this? And when you have that moment to kind of calm your brain for a second and not let your brain take advantage of you, but you control the situation, it helps like probably nine times out of 10, or let's not go so extreme, maybe eight, let's go eight out of 10 and helps a lot better. Yeah. Well, and I love earlier, you mentioned something about like self-care. This has been a big, big point in a lot of conversations that I've had and a lot of my practice because people still to this day, I mean, it's a buzzword and it's showing up everywhere, but they have this misrepresentation of what self-care actually is. Well, I don't have time for bubble baths and I, I can't go to the spa. Like everything's closed. It's like, no, self-care can literally mean taking a deep breath. It's, it's taking care of self. 
That's what self-care is. So whatever that looks like for you, for me, it's nature. I need to be outdoors. I need to breathe fresh air, rain or shine, freezing cold or otherwise. You know, I live in Canada in the country. It's very cold and very snowy right now. (laughs) And, you know, I I still, I I make a point, even if I'm like, oh, it's a little bit too cold or I know for my mental health, I need that. I need that walk. So it's scheduled in my calendar and I do Mm. it every single day, no matter what, Mm. because I know I need that for me. So I think the the buzz around self-care, it's really about becoming self-aware enough to understand what self-care means to you so that you can schedule it in and do that. So what are some, what's some advice you have for people who, you know, are maybe struggling a little bit with their mental health and, you know, all of this stuff seems overwhelming because we do live in a noisy world of coaches, a million coaches, and, you know, everyone's helping somebody with something else, but from a therapist perspective, like what's some advice, some tips that you can give our listeners to sort of implement these things without you know, going crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to just say, I love, I wrote down, I I take notes sometimes. Um, It's just, maybe it's my therapist, you know, style of taking notes while Mm -hmm. talking to someone um, that you said, I scheduled it in because that's key because for something to actually be helpful, it has to be a habit. It has to be something that you actually take priority for yourself and it needs to be a priority for yourself. I know for me, and I want to also just talk about what you just said as well. It's not the big things. It's not the bubble bath, the spa, the the vacation. It's really the smaller things. My self-care is reading a good book, um, having my favorite tea, or I know I sound like an old man, um, uh, maybe a good a good uh, song to listen to. Maybe it's like my wife and I just invested in buying a Peloton um, and, and going on a half an hour scenic route, just riding, sweating, something simple. Um, I love that you go for a walk, but the key is not just, oh yeah, this is my self-care thing, but creating it as a habit. So the first thing I think from based on what you said, habit is what gets things to be helpful. Um, And I think I promote an idea called a coping card, three by five card that you sit down for yourself and think, what are maybe the big things that can help me when times get calmed down, travel, bubble bath, spa, big things, but what are the small things that I know I can do whenever, wherever I am that truly can help me? And you have this little safety card, the three by five coping card that you can laminate if you want to make it official, or if you're not into that, just keep it in your wallet or put it on your fridge. So you know, if you're having that moment, okay, I have 15 minutes, What, which ones can I do that I know I can take care of in 15 minutes that I can truly self-care? Because self-care is about taking that moment for self doesn't have to be this ridiculous, expensive, out of the box, you know, cool thing that you've seen on social media. And I think as a parent, I struggle with this because of time, because of my, how tired I am. Also, I struggle with social media because when Corona first came into being taking over and lockdown, all these parents on social media were promoting like the most amazing, crazy things they were doing in their home. For their children. And I thought, said to myself, like, I don't have the time or money to do this. Am I not being a good parent? And it's really about what you need to do for yourself, no matter devoid of everything else going on in the world. So part of it is the noise. So unfollow the people that make you stressed, that overwhelm you and follow them when you're ready. If you feel, or don't, you have the power to control what media you take in you have that power. It's in your hands. So I think the first thing, create a coping card and take a moment to think about what little things can I do for myself? 
And the second thing is, if that noise is, is, is overwhelming you, quiet it, turn it down a little bit, take off the notifications from your cell phone, you know, maybe turn your phone off after nine o'clock so that you can focus on your spouse, partner, yourself. All these little things is truly what makes self-care actually help. Yeah. And they're so simple, right? It's, it, it gets to be simple. It doesn't have to be more complicated than that. And, like, and I love that. Yeah. And, I, and I know for me, I get, you know, messages a lot. I get emails, whether it's like a one time I bought something and I have now like a 15 million, you know, buy this now 50% off my, you know, cyber Mondays <laughs> and I unsubscribe because it's overwhelming. I don't need that. And also like last night I turned my phone off at 10 o'clock. I wanted to read and journal and someone mm-hmm. called me and I text them next morning. Hey, is everything okay? Cause if it was truly important, they would have called my wife. They would have called someone that knew me to cut contact with me. I don't always have to be available and ready for other people. I need to be ready and there for myself as well. Cause I'm the one who has to live with myself more often yeah. than anyone else. So that's really important. Absolutely. And I love that you brought that up because I think we live in a society now where the expectations that we put on ourselves, like we have to be available all the time. We have to be perfect. We have to do this for our children. We have to be just like that person. The, the expectations and the comparison, social media obviously feeds into it. It's, it's necessary for online businesses. I have nothing against social media. I think it's, it's a wonderful thing if used appropriately and, Mm -hmm. you know, with, moderation, (laughs) but I definitely think it feeds into this idea that we need to be constantly available. I'm just not, I, I have like a email time. So if somebody emails me after five o'clock and I don't respond to emails on Fridays, I take Fridays off, you know, these are, these are my things that I've created for myself. So Fridays, my husband also takes off work and we spend those days together Mm. while the kids are at school and we have our Fridays and, you know, often we're doing things around the house and like getting, getting it ready for the weekend. But you know, it's that time together and it's, it's scheduled. We know it. Like I just don't take things on Fridays. I I love that. Yeah. My wife and I, we recently started a shared calendar, my wife and I, just so we can be aware. And I know like I'm an Orthodox religious Jew and I keep Sabbath. And sometimes I wonder, and I don't use electricity or electronics. You know um, I kind of spend a lot of time with family and friends when I did. Now it's more just my immediate family. But at certain points in my career or my life, I thought of it as a disadvantage. Like I'm missing out on the conferences and the seminars and the speaking engagements and all these big things. But in reality, when I look at the world around, around me and, and myself, I notice that I am better for it because I'm off. I'm deconnecting and disconnecting from the social media world that overwhelms a lot of us, myself included. Even yesterday, my wife was watching something in a baby, a baby video of a celebrity. Oh my gosh, she's talking. And I look, I, oh, I wish our daughter did that. I looked at my wife and I said, our daughter does do that. She talks at it like a third grade level, like a third, a three-year-old level. And she's a year and a half. Like we're good, but it's a natural thing to, to see the other and be jealous or be envious or be hopeful or whatever the word you want to use for what you see. But in reality, you just need to look at yourself and the world around you and see that you have positives as well. So I try to embrace that as well. I love that you do that with your husband. I think that's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's good. It works and it works for us, right? That might not be what works for everyone. It's about finding what works for you and your family. And that's, I think it's to your point, 
you know, looking at other people's lives, wondering why yours isn't that way. It's more powerful and more empowering to see what works for you and then just implement that, make it happen. And we also don't know what really is going on behind the picture. Never. It's probably curated and edited. And I try not to edit my pictures, even with a filter to make it look more like colorful or loud. I try to make it as real as possible because I was very moved. I know I say this a lot. Demi Lovato posted something on her page a while back after she came out of um, uh, rehab of a side-by-side of a bikini picture of what was edited and posted on her social media and what the picture truly looked like. And she said, I'm not hiding anymore or whatever she said in the nature of, and I was very moved by that because you have no idea what someone is or what house they're in or that beach or whatever they're doing. You have no idea if that's theirs, if they can afford it, if it was for free, we don't know what people are putting in front of us. So, but we know what's happening in our life and that's all we can control. So it's really about taking a step back and, and seeing what we truly have in our lives and making the most of that versus what we might hope or assume someone else is doing in their life. Absolutely. No, it's so important. Comparison and expectations. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> bye to those. So I wanted to ask you one more question before we wrap up. I wanted to know from a dad's perspective, tell me your thoughts on parenting on motherhood specifically. I know you um, recently wrote an article in our magazine about this. So I'm super, I just want to hear your thoughts on, you know, I, like I said, you're the first dad we've had on this show. So I really want to hear all of this noise around motherhood and parenting from a dad's point of view. Well, I love that you said that because I keep getting this a lot when I'm on like more female oriented podcasts. Uh, oh, you're the first guy or the first male or the first dad. I love hearing that because I think it's important to give many perspectives. I love having moms on my show, uh, my, my podcast. I love speaking with moms like yourself and other people that I think bring so much value. And to hear that I can be a part of the conversation as well, to give perspective from another viewpoint, I think is extremely important to hear the differences, to come together and have a good, beautiful conversation about things. Uh, and it doesn't have to be negative or bad. It could just be great and wonderful. So for me, I was very excited to be honored to, to, to write an article in the Mom Brain magazine. I think it's an awesome um, piece. I don't want to shed and give a little, you know, secrets of what I'm writing. Mm-hmm. But in, in, in short, I think it truly is. I've watched my wife and I'm in awe of moms. And it wasn't that I wasn't in awe of moms before. I have friends who are mothers, my mom's a mom, you know, my mother-in-law's a mom, but to see it firsthand and to see the switch turned on of being a wife and seeing this, the, the amazingness that my wife is, and then jumping to a out of this world kind of level of love, affection, and commitment, which is what I talk about in the article, the idea of commitment and truly the responsibility of being the quote unquote default parent and how sometimes that can be a burden but at the same time, an amazing responsibility that I probably will not get as a dad. And, I, and it, it, it saddens me sometimes that, you know, my, my, my daughter runs to my wife for everything. Not that she doesn't love me because I do bedtime most nights and that's my time to, to connect and spend time with her. But mom is mom. And that is something that is irreplaceable and something that's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I look at them sometimes, my wife will look back at me and say, what, what are you smiling at? And I'm just sitting there just taking it all in 
because from a man to see his wife be such a powerhouse and a warrior through the ups and downs of motherhood is something that I will never forget. And those are the moments that I remember more when she was in the hospital and the long nights of, of breastfeeding and the crying and the frustrations and going back to work and that balance of mom guilt, which I talk about in the article as well, is something that I don't take for granted. And I think a lot of dads out there do appreciate, but don't say it as much as they maybe should. So on behalf of all dads, we appreciate a lot of all the moms out there because our kids would not be half of who they were if it wasn't for the moms out there. So uh, I'll just end on that little, little note. And I I love that you said that because I think it's so true. I think a lot of dads get stuck in the, you know, they, they don't quite understand that invisible load that's put on moms and they don't know how to share their feelings and experiences around it maybe as eloquently as as you just did right so you know it's we're all navigating this life right we all it's ups and downs and ins and outs and we're like all new experiences and every day is a new day and i just i think it's so important to to share like you just did and you know just say you know wow you're amazing because that is more valuable most of the time than you know the actual work the actual help, quote unquote help, right? It's like, no, just, just the appreciation, that recognition, that acknowledgement sometimes is all we need as moms to be like, okay, thank you. Yeah. I think to be seen, I think, I think that's, that's one of the biggest things I've learned as a therapist is that people just want to be heard and seen whatever it is, because sometimes they're doing all the work, let's say for moms and they're up at crazy hours and cleaning and cooking and all the responsibilities whatever you do in your household or don't do in your household, that's amazing, but you're trying your best. And that's all that truly matters for, and for your spouse and partner to say, thank you. I see how amazing you are. I see how hard you're working. It validates everything that you've been doing. It invalidates all the doubts you might have, which happens probably all day and kind of breaks down that barrier of, I'm so worried. Am I doing the best I can as a mom? Because there's so much pressure to be a mom from a lot of things in the world and society and all that kind of stuff. So for someone to look at you and say, truly with love and appreciation, thank you. That can go a very long way as a father to a, to a, to a wife. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you speaking on behalf of all dads. <laughs> so thank you. No pressure whatsoever. Uh, so no no pressure. pressure dads out there. No, I, I just think it's, it's wonderful. And the work that you're doing is wonderful. So if our listeners want to track you down, where, where can they find you? So I have a website, elevation.org, E-L-I-V-A-T-I-O-N. Uh, I have a Instagram, elevation underscore therapist, and a new podcast called The Dude Therapist. I love that. Amazing. Thanks. Well, I will link everything in the show notes so our listeners can track you down and follow you on Instagram and get into your space. So I just want to thank you so much for being here today. I think like I said, the work you're doing is incredible and it's an honor to have you on the show. And I'm excited to sort of branch out into this new, new vibe. So thank you. The dad world, right? (laughs) Yeah, the dad world. So thanks again for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you everyone for tuning in.